everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. I am very, very excited about the book that I'm going to talk to you today about. I wouldn't say that it instantly hooked me in like the first couple chapters. Like it took me a couple days to really like read that part. But once it started going, I was instantly like I just devoured the book. It was so good. And it wasn't like a book that I have read before. Which is really cool because last week's episode was a book that I hadn't like read that type before as well. And so like this is just so refreshing. It's just really good. And I applaud these authors that are just really thinking outside the box and using their creativity. Like it just keeps everything so fresh and so nice and just exciting to really like dive into all these different books because it's different. Like I just love it. This book though is fantasy. And it's about like Faye and everything like that. So last week's book was more like real life, contemporary. And then, yeah, this one's basically the complete opposite. We are going to be talking about what lies beyond the veil. And it is part of a series. I believe the second book is out already, um, but I, I haven't read it yet. And this is by Harper Woods. And it is spicy. Like it is spicy, but it doesn't become spicy until like the last uh, third of the book and it's like whoa oh my oh my gosh I need a fan like that's a lot of detail like that oh they're doing that oh okay wow uh, uh does she know oh nope just kidding like oh wow literally those were my reactions in my head if only people could hear what goes on in my head with like the commentary that I have during these books, because sometimes I just laugh at myself because I'm like, oh my gosh, what does that even mean? Like, and I don't look up things. I've learned my lesson. Like there were uh, like a couple situations where I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Like uh, most of the time, <laughs> most of the time it happens when it's, I'm reading like a reverse harem book where they say this term and I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means. And I look it up and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I should not have looked that up. I am very like naive to these type of things and just don't have like a, a lot of knowledge about sexual terms or things or situations. And so, yeah, uh, take my advice and don't look them up. Just ask someone else. Because you could really be surprised on what you find, <laughs> unfortunately. Anyways, um, yeah, this was spicy. And I believe my sister would really like this book. I think I told her to read it. Um, but I would not recommend it to my mom. I think if it was way less spicy, then yes, I would definitely recommend it to my mom. Because it, it was so good. And the storyline, I think she would really enjoy. But there's just... There's, it's just that last third that there's just a lot of spice. And I, I think it would burn her eyes out. Like, I, I think she would maybe faint. It would just be too much. So I don't want to put that in front of her. Um, but just know that it would my sister would be okay with it. I mentioned earlier that there is Faye in this. And the first part of the book, again, first couple chapters, kind of boring. But once you get into it, it's great. So there's this girl. And her name is Estrella. And she lives on the border of the Vale where the Fae reside. So she lives in this town that is just right outside of this border. It's like this big Vale. And on this other side of the Vale is where like the Fae live. So basically it's like a trap or a bubble um, that is keeping the Fae out of the human world. 
And this veil has been there, I want to say, for like thousands of years. It's been there for a really long time. And the reason why there's this town right outside of the border is because the power and the magic from like the Fey realm, it like leaks over past the veil and helps these like like farms and fruits and vegetables. It just helps the crops grow really well. And so that's what this town has basically been founded on. They are for like the king's garden. And so this is where like basically all the food from the kingdom like comes from this town. And it's also where like the poorest live and where they reside and basically are cast out to it seems like. So years ago they say or like the lore says that the witches made a sacrifice for the protection of the magic boundary. And so they wanted to hold the fae back. I don't know if they sacrificed themselves or sacrificed something to create this veil. And so because they are right on the border, there is this mist guard. So it's basically like a little army that protect the people from the mist. And so if anything were to happen with the mist or anything were to come out of it, they would be like the first line of protection. And in these towns, there's like a mayor type person, but they call him like the lord of the township. And this guy that is in this township, he's a creep. Like he has always been a creep. Um, He has basically been grooming Estrella since she was young. Like he would take her in and teach her like have her give her tutors so she would learn to read and write just like treated her differently from everyone else and so she didn't understand why but we do like later and so when she comes of age she's 18 and every year they have a sacrifice to the veil and so last year her dad actually was the sacrifice and they can't fight it they can't do anything about it because they they believe that it's the priests believe that it's what's required of them and so they just choose someone and I don't think there is like a a specific way that they choose someone I'm not really sure it didn't really say and so the ceremony is coming up again and um, the day before they all go to this like ceremony where I think they go to like prayers every week or something so they go to this and uh, the priest says something up to the effect that she has a lot of things in store for her or something. And then the next morning, we find out that the township or the lord of the township, his wife passed away. Like she just died in the night. He had proposed that Estrella be his new wife. But the priest is like, oh, well, she was going to be the sacrifice and the lordship was like no no she's she's going to be my wife like i'm going to save her and so he goes to estrella and just is very like abusive towards her and she's like nope i'm going to be the sacrifice instead so sorry and so he's really upset about it but she goes to the ceremony and she has a brother that is older than her and then their mother um she is in a wheelchair I don't know if she's like paralyzed or she's just really weak. So she's like, I'm sorry, like I'm not going to go into that life. Like, sure, I'll have all these luxuries, but I'm not going to be treated like that. Like, I don't want to put myself in that situation. So she decides that she does want to be sacrificed. And so as they're going to the sacrifice, like she is kneeling down, they're getting everything ready 
and the blade is literally about to go across her throat when she like touches the veil like they are right next to it because apparently like when the blood is spilled it like soaks into the veil but she touches it and all of a sudden it shatters like there's this big rumble there's this like black smoke just billowing everywhere and it just collapses and everyone starts to freak out. And some people, like Estrella, have this really bad pain on, like, their shoulder blade. And we find out that people were then marked with a spot on their shoulder, which meant that they were made to be a mate to a fae. So when the witches decided to put up this veil, they decided to like punish the fae as well and so they would split the fae's soul in two and they would put the other half of the soul into a human as their mate and so it would help with like the contention and it would help the with the relationships between the two races they put the veil up as well because once the fae have their mate then they're even stronger too but if they keep them away then they're not as strong And so once everyone, not everyone, but once the people that were made to be these mates got marked, that's when the Mistguard were starting to hunt them down because they don't want the Fae to find their mate. And so these Mistguards were going for quite a few people that were marked. And so her brother, he takes her and escapes. Like, they leave their mom, and he takes her. I don't know where they're running, but they have to escape because there is this thing called the Wild Hunt, and it's the Fae. Like, they're from, like, one of the shadow courts, um, but they are hunting down these mates for these Fae, and they can, like, basically feel their essence at one point her and her brother are like blocked from the misguard like they're in front of them and she gets really mad and she turns a couple of them to snow and so she has magic and so they run off and they get to this like small town and they hide in this barn and so she takes a little nap and her brother goes to find them some food when this guy comes upon her they like kind of have this weird conversation and this connection like an instant connection and he is fey marked as well and so she kind of is like oh like okay but again they feel that like instant attraction towards each other like just weirdly and then her brother shows up and he instantly doesn't trust this guy and this guy's name is Callum And so her and her brother leave and the hunt, like the wild hunt finds them and they are risking to like jump over this cliff when Callum shows up and he is like fighting off the wild hunt. And um, one of the fae though stabs her brother and so he falls over this cliff and he dies. And so she is going to go after him and wants to escape this hunt. So she like flies over this cliff but she's able to like catch a branch and like slowly make her way down and so then um Callum we don't really know what happens at the top but he comes down and he's like hey let me help you like it was really weird because they were far more interested in getting to her like getting down the cliff than actually winning the fight against him so that was like a really interesting part and so they start to work together they have like a little alliance and he's like hey I think we should start moving I I think it's north 
But he's like, there's this resistance that is, like, against the Fae and also against, like, the Mist Guard and, like, the, the King. And they will find us. Like, we can't find them, but they'll find us. And so they start walking, and then they do come upon the resistance. Like, the resistance does find them. And they have a guy in there that can uh, see through glamour. And so they're, like, good to go. They tell him, like, their story. And so they take him to this, like, underground um, where this resistance is. And so they start to, like, talk to the leaders there. They want to see, like, if they should establish their life with them. Which Callum is like, I don't really want a part of the resistance, but I, I will go wherever you go. Like, he is immediately obsessed with her. And she's, like, a kind of obsessed with him. It's, it's very alarming, just the instant need for each other and yeah that's this is where it like starts to get spicy because just how he like talks to her it's very sexual when they're with the the resistance they learn more about the fey and about the history and the whole realm is called alfheimer and there's the seely and the unseely fey so the seely are the spring and summer courts and then the unseely are the autumn winter and shadow courts and uh, we also learned that the Fae cannot have children unless they're with their mate. So that's another reason why they want to find their mate. Because their species is, is basically, or like their race is basically dying off because they can't find their mates. And um, she is able to help them. They have this library. She's able to read the Fae language and help them like transcribe um, the different books. And so as she starts to read more about, like, the gods, um, there's one that stands out because his eyes match her and Callum's, and it's Caldrus, the god of the dead. And so she just kind of starts to ask him a bit more questions because from what Callum is saying, his dad really knew a lot about the Fae, and so he would, like, he grew up just learning all about them, and so she asks him more questions. And then she asks him about his mark, because, like, they basically look the same. Um, it, it's, like, black and white, and his is as well. Like, they're, they're twisted around each other. And, and he says that the white is for the winter court, and the black is for the shadow court. And it means that their, their fey mate has, like, a parent from each court with, like, both types of magic flowing through them. It was a very interesting thing that they were talking about and so they decide later on that week to assist in a rescue trip with the resistance to find these fae marked people in this town and when they get there they're ambushed when Estrella is almost stabbed they all start to feel this like really big like a lot of power and all of a sudden all the guards around them are dead and she looks over and Callum is just like enraged just staring at her and all the guards around him are dead. And so he walks over. And as he walks over, this silver crown, like, appears above his head. And his features start to shift to become, like, more sharp. And his ears elongate. Do you know where I'm going with this? Guess who he is? And she says, the man I have fallen in love with never really existed. This is Caldrus. Like, the God of the Dead. Like, I had literally no idea. Like, I thought maybe he would have, like, maybe a fae parent. Like, I literally thought, like, because in the book, it kind of hinted towards, like, Caldrus a little bit. Like, they kept mentioning it. 
And so I'm like, okay, well, he keeps talking about his dad, how he knows, like, a lot of the Fae. So maybe he's, like, the son of Caldrus. Like, that would be crazy. But really, he is Caldrus. And in this book, I guess everyone has, like, 11 lives or something or seven lives, um, like, life cycles. And so he tells her, like, I felt you live and die for countless lives, felt every one of your life cycles, and grieved the woman I never got to meet. I know you because you're the other half of me, which is crazy. So he must be, like, incredibly powerful. I mean, he's the god of the dead because they had that one guy that could look through glamour and he didn't see anything. And then at the resistance, there was this witch that was helping them and I think she knew something because there was this this snippet of where Estrella woke up and Callum was gone. And so she like walked down this hall and then she could hear him and the witch talking. You couldn't really she couldn't really hear what they were talking about. But it was just interesting because I think the witch knew who he was. And so they were just talking. I don't know if they were plotting. I don't know like what it was. So that's when I kind of got suspicious as well. And so, yeah, she's, like, really mad at him. But then it it ends. Like, the book ends. It was a, a cliffhanger. And so, like, I, I definitely am going to read the second book because I want to know, like, what goes on from there. Like, he's the freaking god of the dead. Like, and she's his mate. And I just want to know, like, what's going to happen since the barrier is down. Like, are the Fae actually really bad? Like, what about these other courts? Like... It kind of gives you, like, a Court of Thorn and Roses, like, vibes, but a little bit different because, yeah, like, it has that twist at the end where he's actually this bad guy but good guy and you you like him. And the world building is really great. It was simple but descriptive enough that you can imagine it very, very easily. And it was kind of, again, it was kind of slow at the beginning, but once you get really into, like, the story, it goes so fast. I actually really did like Estrella, like the main female character. I thought she was pretty relatable and she didn't really go out of her way in like an unreasonable manner. Like she didn't put herself in harm's way like a lot of like heroines do. Like she was very reserved, very smart about the decisions that she made and like the things that she talked about. Um, she is kind of clumsy, which... I've seen I've read other books where like the heroines are extremely clumsy so with this she was just a little bit and it didn't seem like over the top like it was it was a good little quirk for her and also like the relationship between her and Callum it was just too much almost like too quickly like the relationship almost seemed a little bit forced um, and some of the comments that he made were kind of weird. Like he would call her like little one, which was, I don't know. It's kind of creepy to call that like, and that should have been my first hint of maybe he's like really, really old. Um, and he's not just like her same age, like human years, like you think that he is. Uh, but yeah, he would say little one and maybe it was the size too, like the author did describe him as like really big and bulky and strong and and maybe that's why he called her that but yeah it's just kind of a weird term of endearment that I I'm not a big fan on but yeah there were also some parts that I found pretty predictable but I don't mind that 
even though there were some parts that were the main one, I had no idea. Like, literally no idea. I thought that he was a royal or someone else. And the steam, yes, like the spiciness, very graphic. Like, once it did get into it, which is like the last three-fourths or last third, I think I said that at the beginning. It's too much almost. Like, but it's not super long. It's not really drawn out. It was just kind of a lot, and it distracted from, like, the main plot. And I really think it could have been toned down a lot and more added to, like, the story, like, more action or more, like, situations that they were in, like, um, to progress the story even more. Because, like, when you really think about it, the story didn't progress all that much because she, like, leaves with her brother. Her brother dies. They She finds Callum. They find the resistance. They go with the resistance to, like, rescue these fae marked. And then she finds out that he is the god of death. Like, literally, that's it. Like, not a lot of locations. Not a lot of, like, crazy things happen. Yes, there's a twist. But it's, like, there wasn't enough happening to really, like, progress it enough. Like, I wish there were more story building. I wish there was more world building or something to then show like hey this is him or even just like a a hint of maybe this is him at the end like a little bit of a a different like cliffhanger and maybe not reveal him yet until like the second book like there's just a lot of things that I would have wanted differently in this book but I still was very very satisfied and I'm definitely going to start on the second book because I can't wait to see like really her reaction or what they do from here because he is actually the the god of death and I want to see what his powers are I want to see like um what he does to the world like if he is a bad guy because he did mention like oh how do you think the witches were able to make this sacrifice or create the veil if they didn't have more power from like a god basically so I think he hinted that he helped the witches like put this veil up so I want to know like why he did that like why did he choose to do it like there's stories about him that says he's a really bad guy like what made him change like I just have so many questions about this guy that I just they have to be answered like I I absolutely want to know so I'm glad that the second book is out so I can start reading that um but yeah again very much like this book. If you don't mind a lot of spice, I definitely recommend you pick it up because it is it's a pretty pretty solid book and the characters are actually not annoying, which is really great. I feel like that's a really big plus. Anyways, that is What Lies Beyond the Veil by Harper Woods and I really liked her writing. I have never read a book by Harper Woods before, but I enjoyed it. I liked how she just built everything and um, very clean, very clear, not uh, not super wordy, not like unnecessary details. It was just really great. Definitely recommend. But yeah, thank you for listening. I'm very grateful for you guys. Follow me on Instagram. Find me in a book podcast. Let's uh, let's keep reading, everyone. I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.